the geometry of the place was all wrong. One could not be sure that the sea and ground were horizontal. You're listening to Cthulhu and Friends, starring Stacy, Mike, Fred, and Steph. I am your game master, Veronica. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Cthulhu and Friends. I am your game master, Veronica. I'm Stacy, and I'm playing Bellamy. I'm Mike, and I'm playing Todd B. And I'm Steph, and I'm playing Clara, the Mayor Pro Tem. And I'm Fred, and I play Edward. Hey Mike, what happened in the last episode? Last time on Cthulhu and Friends. The crew puts on the necklaces from Ezra, then suddenly Nighthawk bursts into the library. She tells the crew that they have been missing for three weeks and that everything has been going badly. Islanders are now pushing for a mayoral election, and one of the candidates for mayor is having a meet-and-greet barbecue. The crew decides to get cleaned up and go. At the barbecue, the crew tries to get the scoop on the candidate. Shortly after their arrival, Mr. M gets a microphone and calls out Clara for a lack of leadership. After regrouping, the crew decides to head over to City Hall and see what happened with the manifests. And that's where we left off in the last episode. Let's go to the mayor's office first and check on those manifests, and then we could go from there. Yeah, hopefully that's where it is. You race up the stairs, and... In your inbox, there are 46 manifests. Okay, so if if I sign these past manifests, that probably doesn't change the fact that we missed them, right? They probably still need to be signed for filing purposes, so... Well, yeah. And so the people can leave, right? Wasn't... Yeah, but it's not going to fix the fact that there's missing children. You see that the doors have been repaired. Edward, do you get a chill? Like, just a cringy feeling up your spine. Let's let's take these manifests down to the lab and uh, Todd, you said there was some kind of lab results or something? Oh, yeah. Um, here, let's go. And Edward just grabs all the manifests just one huge bear hug and starts taking them down hastily. Okay. I'll grab a pen and follow him down. You get to the lab, no problem. Alright, so Nighthawk handed me this. And she said this was the results from all the things that, uh, was that woman's name? Uh, Bellamy. You remember, right? Which one? The the redhead. Ooh, Tess. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Tess... <gasps> Is she still uh, here? I don't know. Uh, but anyways, she came here from whatever... She was Beatrice's contact for, for lab work, said she would do it mm-hmm. a lot faster. 
So, yeah. Now she's here and can process things a lot faster, although that won't help us since we mysteriously forwarded three weeks. Ugh. Anyways, and I will open the envelope and pull out the results. You see a very professional document that really goes over the chemical compounds found in the flesh of the body, but more oddly than the fact that there are chemical compounds at all, is that Tess believes that the sample that you gave to her of the of the plant is some sort of a living species. It's it, of like animal. It's not plant life. It's animal life. Alright, so this is a little weird, guys. Uh, apparently, you know those little plants? Because, I mean, there was a, a lot of stuff growing underneath there. They were not necessarily plants, but some sort of like plant-like animal? Uh, how does that work? In a lab experiment that Tess ran, some of the plant or whatever you want to call it, it grew a lot when it was not in contact with any sort of nutrient. So if it wasn't being given nutrients... It would grow, which was really weird. It seemed like the organism itself got really leggy as though it was looking for something. If she let it go very long, it would eventually die. But she found one morning that the organism had pushed out of its small container and more than quadrupled in size to get into a small clear cage where some lab rats were and it had attached itself to the lab rat and drained it but guess what it's blood so it gets worse um they basically grow without any sort of source of nutrients and one escaped and sucked all the blood out of a rat. So they're vampire plants. Plant animals. Plant animals. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I feel like the overgrown state of the island is perhaps a bigger problem then because that thing could be Uh. hiding... In amongst all of the really tall grass and weeds, literally anywhere? Uh, and what if... Like, we remember this island being overgrown before we ever came over here. What if it was overgrown with that? And when Darius cleared it out, it wasn't completely cleared out? Wait. I'm going to search through the notes to see if she tried killing one of the plants directly. I'm still signing manifests as he's doing this. As you thumb through it, you see that she tried several things, but it wasn't until she was doing another experiment 
and the organism came in contact with her Bunsen burner that she realized that she hadn't tried the most obvious thing, fire. And so she flipped on the Bunsen burner and she burned it. It didn't restore. It was just ash. And as you might expect, she can kill it with fire. Oh, it's the thing. It's what thing? The thing. Like the movie that we watched on our oh. movie night. You know, classic right. movie, The oh Thing. Oh my gosh. It, you kill it with fire, right? But we can't set the island on fire, though. I No, I'm, I'm just really excited that it's The Thing. I'm not saying that's the plan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That <laughs> makes sense. Saying- you know. Or can we? No, no. Mm. Well, if, if this is what's happening, I'm totally McGreedy then, so. Oh, yes. Yes. We Look, need to get you this a hat. Is, this is bigger than we think. Um, should we inform people? Like, what if this vampire plants organism is killing people here on the island well we should maybe talk to the magistrate of justice oh yeah we were supposed to tell her if we found anything and also see about getting the chemthorns back to work or maybe doing some work ourselves or perhaps mayor pro tem we could undergo a uh, island beautification project. That would be an excellent plan for my campaign. And also to save the lives of the people on the island. Uh, oh, good yeah. idea, Todd. Weird. Excellent. What's weird? What? Nothing. We need to figure out how we could get our hands on some type of flamethrowers. Yes. Ooh, I was kidding. No. (laughs) Oh, no. But what if these things are around? We're going to need to protect ourselves somehow. And it looks like fire is the method. I mean, hairspray and uh, lighter, right? Oh, but again, we don't really want to burn the island down. Maybe one of us should walk around with an extinguisher, like a Ghostbuster pack on our backs. So, like, two of us can do the fire thing, two of us can extinguish, so we can have a controlled burn. Yes. I'm just thinking here, maybe we should learn a little bit more about the island before we decide to torch it all. Well, (laughs) we could get started mowing all of the grass. Yes. And then collecting it together and burning it. Yeah, I think maybe... Cutting back the things that are overgrown so that these p- planimals don't have anywhere to hide. Right, it's catchy. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so um, we definitely want to go with the island beautification mm-hmm. thing because that is actually super excellent. Um, and then we should probably be seen putting in some of our own blood and not blood just sweat uh in you know doing the work as well um 
But we definitely should yeah. speak with the Kempthorns, both, if we can find them. Well, yeah, if they're landscapers, maybe they've seen these kinds of plants before. And their help could be... Should we not also let people know not to go uh, nature walking? Do you uh, do you think anybody's going to believe us if we say there's vampiric plants? Planimals. We don't have to say that. We could say it's poisonous. Ooh, actually, again, that's a good idea. Why do you sound so surprised? I'm not sure what you're talking about. So yeah, Todd had a good idea. Yes, he did. Twice in a day. Which it's not that surprising, Bells. It's Um, not. It is. So let's start with with the magistrate, though. I think we should refer to somebody first. Let's let's talk to Beatrice and, and go from there. Yeah, Beatrice and then maybe the Kempthorns after that. Well, and then if we can get some support for some of these actions, so it's not just us being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we could even talk to Tess. Yeah, maybe she has more information about the planimals. Mm -hmm. More ways to kill it without burning everything down. Okay, so... Magistrate. Magistrate, do we... We have our... She was moving into here, right? Oh, let's go look at the police station. Okay. What floor are we on currently? You're in the basement. As you head up to the first floor, you do pass Tess's laboratory. And she is in there. As she gives you a quick wave, like, oh, hello. And uh, you guys make it to the first floor. No problem. Uh, Miss Mason, are you here? You hear a door creak open. Come in. I hold the door open for my friends. I will walk in. And I will close the door behind us. Where have you been? In the library. Researching our problem. I suspect? Uh, well, not exactly, but it coincidentally did help. Oh, boy. So, you know that night that you came and uh, we had that meeting in the conference room? Mm-hmm. Well, some weird stuff happened after that. Such um, Well, I <sighs> look over to Edward uh wait what well um some something contacted edward and demanded that we sign the manifests or something worse would happen than a body being dragged under a house Oh, do you think that it may be the 15 children that have gone missing 
since your exploration into the library? Well, we... What? Wait, why is it not 46? I don't know, Todd. But we have 15 missing children. Listen, we didn't know time was going to pass differently in the library. That doesn't make any sense. If you're going to speak to me and use my valuable time, you need to make sure that you're presenting facts, not your opinions, the facts. Okay, well, we have lab reports from the lab tests. Yes, I've already reviewed the test. I thought that you would abandon ship. (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately... Worse, we just were unaware of the passage of time for three damn weeks. And then this happens. So, anyways, what we're concerned with is that the children might be missing because of the state of the island. Uh, Everything's overgrown. These plant animals, I called them plant animals, could be hiding in the, the tall grass. In which case, if somebody were to walk by or walk near it, it might attack them. So you believe that the planimals are the issue? Yes. Or at least a issue. And you believe that this is a new organism to the island? Was it smuggled here illegally, or has it always been here? Well, I don't think we're aware of this existing anywhere else. So it might be native here, and it might have just been kept in check. By what? By... By the manifests. What do you mean by the man? The manifests are just the ships. Leaving. Back and forth. It's a fairy manifest. But... I didn't want to say something earlier, but... Something did happen that night that Todd spoke about. Some entity, creature, spirit, I don't know what you could call it, informed me that if we don't sign the manifest each day, that it would essentially prey on the people of this island from what I understand Darius and whoever else is in control of this island is signing off people to feed this island that is what I gather And since we've been gone, they haven't been held in check. And I believe that's why this is happening. That's why these kids are missing. I don't have all the answers, but we need to do something. And people need to know because we are all in a lot of danger. Hmm. No, we shouldn't release to the public that we've been allowing people to 
be murdered. Sacrificed, if you will. Right. Yeah, that wouldn't be great for publicity. Let's keep that part under wraps. I don't know if you've heard or not, but the people are calling for an election. Oh, we've heard. Yeah. This couldn't come at a worse time for us. I strongly recommend, Clara, that you authorize additional signers to the manifest. I can draw up a contract for you that would allow you to name a number of people that may sign in your absence. It seems as though the island may be luring you into situations where you can't leave. So it may be best to spread that responsibility a little wider. Don't you agree? So, you believe us? I don't disbelieve or believe you. So maybe the island lured us into the library and trapped us there so it could run rampant? Or perhaps you found an abandoned building and holed up for several weeks? Whoa. But, I mean, we do have a witness who was there with us the entire time, even though it wasn't three weeks for us. The librarian. Yeah, Ezra. Interview the librarian. Find out what's happening with the ship. Who's been taking care of these plants? Find out the origin of this species and what's been done about it in the past. There are a lot of questions, questions that need answering. And if we're to protect this island, we need to make sure that one of you wins the upcoming election. We need to do that with sound science. With facts. No more time talk. You sound crazy. (sighs) Well, we're trying to be forthcoming with you. Uh, I appreciate this. We weren't spreading that around. Because it does sound pretty awful. I mean, didn't you yourself say time was weird? Time is a strange thing. But it's best not to alert everyone to that. Okay. Most people think of time as linear. And it's easier for them to understand it as such. I believe you're all coming to terms with the fact that time itself is not linear. Yeah. I don't know why, but... Yeah. I wish you all luck. It's Friday. I'm gonna go home for the day. I expect to see you all here Monday with answers. We'll do our best. Very good. I'll draw up the contract then. Okay. Good. Yeah, I think that's a good plan to have a fail-safe lined up. She grabs a handbag and stands up. Clara? Yeah? Are you prepared to lead the people of St. Paxton? To be accountable to them 
Yeah. I I care about this island and Darius cared about this place and I want to do the best job I can. Well, then I suggest that all of you register St. Paxton as your home. Like a change of address? Or? Yes. Oh. <sighs> yeah, I guess we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, I am here to help you in any way that you need. If that's to be a sounding board, if it's to take a fall, You're not alone in this, but you can't run away, and you have to be conscious of where you are, who's listening, and who's watching. Mr. Melange is of questionable morals and ethics. My instinct is not to trust him. Same. She walks out. Well, I I know this isn't a popular thought, but I think we should split up and each take on a different task because there's a lot to do. We need to get in touch with the Kempthorns and figure out what's going on with the maintenance of the islands. We need to look into the missing children and see if there's any lead or information there. And we also need to register as citizens and campaign for Clara so that we could get her back on track for being the mayor of St. Paxton. One addendum, if you will. You all need a watch. Do you remember when we watched the movies and we had the alarms? Yeah. It didn't it didn't go out of out of order. Everything was fine as long as we're paying attention to it. It's when we're not that it, we seem to skip ahead. Oh, like we got wrapped up in the books at the library and weren't keeping track of time. I don't know if it's something that we're doing or something that something is doing to us. Which is a horrifying thought of its own. But yeah. we, we need to we need to glance at our wrists every so often. Yeah, especially for splitting up. I mean we probably could find some watches around here, right? As you walk down the street, you come across several antique stores. One is called Back to the Future. One is called Finders Keepers. One is This Means Wardrobe. And the last one is Junk and Disorderly. Okay, so Bellamy is going into Junk and Disorderly. Uh, hello? Is anybody here? Hi! Hi! Um, I was wondering if you could help me. I'm looking for a working wristwatch. 
Oh yeah, I totally have one. Here you go. Bye. Do I need to pay for this? What? Do I do I need to pay you for this? No, I stole it. Okay, ma'am, you're probably gonna have to come with me. I have my friend Detective Edward just outside. Okay, take me to him. Okay. Uh, citizen's arrest, I guess. If you could just walk this way. She follows. Uh, Edward? <gasps> Edward! And you see Katie's face. So thrilled to see you. Absolutely drunk. Completely disorderly. Um, I asked for a, a wristwatch and... She had one, but she told me she stole it, and I didn't have to pay her for it. What? So that's my sister's. What? Uh, what do we? That's that's fine, ma'am. Go back into your store. What? This that's not fine. That's your. You can't steal Are we things. Sure, it's her store. Also, look at her. <laughs> I mean. And drunk and disorderly and junk and disorderly. Do you even work no, there? No, she's completely okay. You go back Edward. in the store, ma'am. It's okay. Do, uh, no, no, no. do you even work there, ma'am? And she bumps into a really old clock looking thing and just... Oh my... Oh. <sighs> it's see. not okay. I put the wristwatch back on the counter and I leave. And I am going to go into Back to the Future instead. I will follow. Uh, Edward? Who was I, that? And what was that all about? Yeah, that's not okay. I yeah, have buddy. no idea. Fist She's bump. just a St. Paxton citizen. Yeah. Seemed completely she, okay to me. She, this this store is nice, okay though. Back to the Future. Yeah. So nice in here. I look at Clara. He's totally avoiding this whole yeah, situation. I wouldn't know anything about avoiding. Hi, my Hello. name is Edward. We're looking for watches. My name is James Vanderbeek. Uh, yes, James. Um, you can call me Mr. Vanderbeek. Okay, M- Mr. Vanderbeek. Um, we're in. I don't want your life. I don't know why I said that. I'm so sorry. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. How can I help you? Watches? Do you have watches? Many watches. I have lots of watches. Pocket watches. Wrist watches. Wall watches. Bedside watches. um, Night watches. Day watches. Wait. Uh, What's up? Do you have any cranch? I do have an antique bottle of cranch. No, nobody and wants that. And he pulls that. up a beautiful glass bottle of cranch. Oh my gosh, no. how much? No, no. Can you, can you? This is $22. And I don't think you can eat that. No. Sold. No. Oh my god. Could we? I, the exchange has happened. I would like to look at the wristwatches, please. Okay. <laughs> he gives you a selection of wristwatches. Pick a number between one and ten. Seven. You pick the most basic watch. It is a white leather-ish strap with a gold face and kind of an abalone-looking hand 
for the minutes and hours. Nine. Nine. You pick up a gold wristwatch, but it is a digital watch. It only displays digital numbers. Who's next? What's a wall watch? Kurt, I'm so glad that you've asked. I have many upon the wall. We just need wristwatches. And he shows you a wall of clocks. Oh, clocks. Wall watches. Oh my god. You said that you were in the market for a watch, and these are just watches on walls. Had you come and asked me for a clock, I would have said I have wrist clocks. Touche. Well, you know what? Let me let me look at your pocket watches. Excellent. I have a great variety of pocket watches. And he pulls out a small mirrored box. Inside, there are seven pocket watches. Choose one. Number one. Number one is an intricately carved and etched gold pocket watch. But when you pick it up, as soon as it goes from the free space of the mirrored box and into your hand, it vanishes. Well, that's never happened before. Who's stealing clocks and watches? No, that's the girl next door. No, are you playing a trick on me? I am playing a trick on you. Look in your pocket. I do so. In your pocket, you see the pocket watch. It is gold, intricately carved. When you flip it open, there is a place for a photo. The face of the watch is some sort of an old material. It looks like it might actually be ivory. And you have this abalone inlay. It's really beautiful. Okay. I will take this one. And for you, young man, that cranch bottle does not tell you the time. Oh, I already got one. Okay. And he walks over to his register, which is a very old-timey register, and he clunks in all of the numbers and gives you your total and expects payment. I pay. Great. The watches belong to you now. The money belongs to you now. I'm closing now. We're leaving now. Okay. Goodbye now. Goodbye now. Bye. As he closes the door, you see that the shop is not there. What? What? It's just an abandoned building that says for rent. I look at my watch. 8.22 p.m. Is it still Friday? Still Friday. Is Katie still sprawled on the ground with a grandfather clock? No. Is there any sign of that happening? No, she's long gone. You don't really see her. But the grandfather clock is smashed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely okay. there. Mm-hmm. What just happened? My brain hurts. Did, 
Did we don't we have time go? for this. We gotta go. You know, it's oh. it's not a negative thing. Let's focus on that. <sighs> so, where where we headed now? I think we gotta get those uh, manifests over there. Oh, to the visitor center. Is that where they go? I don't wherever Patty takes them. Where's Nighthawk when you need her? Hey guys! Oh, oh. <laughs> You see Nighthawk, and she has this black-looking mask on, and she takes it off and puts it into her pocket. How's it going? Well, I think I have at least one year removed from my lifeline, but uh, isn't that great? You look sharp. Did I tell you that today? No, but thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Anyways, what do you guys want? I heard you talking about me. Oh, the manifests. Where do they need to go? Now that they're visitor center. Oh, they just go to Patty. She has a little bungalow that's like right next to it. So we take them to the bungalow. Well, to the visitor center. Oh, okay. Anyways, you guys better hurry. I gotta go check in with the boss. So, I I think she actually went home. Oh, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Oh my god. Okay, well I'm gonna go home. I'm depressed now. I guess this is what failure feels like. Oh, I'm I'm sure you're fine, Nighthawk. We can vouch. Listen, not everyone is a boss like you. Some it- bosses are really strict. She's one of those kind. I I mean, I'm sure you're doing something important. You always manage to spring up right when we need you. You know. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, we're back on the campaign trail, so you could come back and work for Clara again. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could. I would happily hire you. See, the thing about it is, is that as a public servant, I can't campaign for you because that would be a conflict of interest. Although you can count on me to have your vote, even though I don't know if I can vote or not yet, because I'm, I'm really unsure about how old I am, actually. But anyways... I don't know if I'm 17 or 18. Who knows? Who can even know these things? Anyways, guys, you're running out of time. Yes. Yeah. We'll talk well, later. See you later. Send me a sticker. Send me a shirt. I'd love to work on this campaign. I uh, just need someone to sign a form or something. I don't know. Goodbye. Oh, I could also take those forms for you. The, the, the manifest? manifest? I'm like really fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't mind doing that, that'd be great. Oh, I've got to get my I got to get my cardio in today, anyways, and it's just well, like you know what? So, we'll yeah. say to Beatrice that you were delayed because you were running an, a really important errand for us. There you go. <sighs> you guys are so good to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So so good. It's a good lie. I mean, a good cover. I mean, that is true. It's technically not wrong. That's true. Okay, give me this manifest. All right, here you go. <laughs> no weird. <laughs> oh, she was nice. And she starts walking up the hill. And you see Katie catching up with Nighthawk. And Nighthawk puts an arm around Katie and pats her in between the shoulder blades. 
Should we go see the Kempthorns? Or do you think it's too late for a, uh, a business call? But it's important, right? Honestly, we don't have a lot of time. I think it might be good that we continue and follow which leads we have, so Camp Thorns it is. Yeah. It's important. It takes you about 20 minutes to find, like, the Camp Thorn family compound, I guess you would call it. But you do find it. It's a really beautifully manicured area. There is not a weed in sight. Really well kept. You see someone. It's like an old lady. Might I help you? Yes. Um, hi, are you Mrs. Kempthorne? Yes, I am. My name is Edward. Edward Worthington. I am uh, here to inquire about... Um, the recent overgrown landscape. Um, are you in charge of the maintenance of the island? Well, I haven't been in charge of the maintenance of the island in a very long time. My son does all the maintenance now, he and his brothers. And do you know if they have been working lately? Sadly, there's just so much that they just can't get to all of it at one time, so they're doing their best, especially with their with their oldest brother, who's in charge of most things. He's out, and so, well. Um, hopefully everything is okay with your eldest son. What What's going on? Yes, Alan's, well girlfriend, I guess you would call her. She's she's not well. Is he with her now? I believe so. And where would we be able to find him if we needed to ask him any questions? Well, he's at the hospital. And how about the rest of your sons? Are they available? Well, some of them are at the barbecue, and then of course one son is here. Did you want to speak with him? Please, if you don't mind. Absolutely. And uh, come in, come in. She opens the door and invites you into the home. It's very warm. There's a fire roaring. And it just seems nice and cozy. She walks up the stairs, and you hear some talking, and a man walks down. Uh, Can I help you? Yes. uh, Hi. My name is Detective Worthington. Um, Do you have a moment for us to ask you some questions? Absolutely. He extends his hand. Sam. Sam Kimthorne. Sam, it's a pleasure. Thank you for your time. So there have been recent reports about a growth, um, plant-like growth. Um, are you aware of any foreign plant life? 
Oh no, with the, the, the fairy is very, very protective, making sure that the, no new species are transported to St. Paxton, and of course that none leave the island. Uh, I, I will say that we have had a terrible time controlling weeds since my brother has been out for several weeks. He typically is the person that takes care of the chemical compounds that we use to spray and make sure that the weeds are under control. If you don't mind me asking, hi, I'm Todd B., a science officer. Um, What chemical compound? Oh, it's a natural compound, uh, some some. I think vinegar, uh, some other organic matter, I'm unsure. Uh, my father, or actually my father's father, created the uh, compound, and it has been passed down from eldest son to eldest son, and uh, only the eldest knows. Uh, we just use the, uh, the spray. So, in fact, I think that is why Alan was so shaken from the whole experience you see his his beloved tried to commit suicide and uh, he is extremely overwhelmed with uh, of course all, all sorts of feelings feelings that I I don't understand and I don't know but that I I hope he can work through um, says he feels guilty but it's not his fault um this might sound a little odd. Um, we've noticed some really strange activity with some of the plants. Would it be possible to just get a small sample of that chemical? I just wanted to see if that would maybe treat this kind of like weird strain that we've been seeing. We've been testing it in the lab. Oh, sure. Actually, I, you take as much as you want. I'll give you gallons of it, but it isn't working anymore. What do you mean it's not working anymore? We used the recipe that Alan had taped on the inside of the cabinet. I mean, we've measured it precisely. First, we thought, well, we can just do it by volume, and that didn't work. So then we started measuring out compounds by weight. We did that, and still nothing. Could could there... We just don't have the, uh, the eldest son touch, I suppose. Could there be an ingredient... That he's adding that is not listed. Well, I don't know why you would write down a recipe without a a vital ingredient. Do you guys have any competition? No, we hold the contract for St. Paxton Island. Okay, yeah, so then that would be kind of weird. Well, I'm just thinking, so you're saying these, these weird plants, Todd... Um, that they were growing like when they couldn't find a food source, right? They were going rampant. So what if there's an ingredient that's not killing them but keeping them at bay? Uh, well, you said excuse there's an me? organic compound? What? I'm not a biology specialist. I'm just... Oh, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, me either. I'm no. sorry. She must be mixing up I'm her just... words. <laughs> I'm more of a hardscaping expert. 
to be honest. So I, I do, I do. I, I usually just paint landscapes, but uh, I'm just, you know. <laughs> oh, you're a painter. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's well very interesting. In fact, I was interested in putting up a mural. Maybe you and I could work together on the project. And Well, oh. unfortunately, we're very yeah. busy. We'll just go ahead and take the sample and um, we'll get out of your hair. We apologize for visiting your home so late and we appreciate all the information and I'm truly sorry to hear about what's happened to your brother and, and what's happened to your family, but uh, uh, we'll just take that sample and we'll uh, head out. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, feel free to contact me about that mural. Well, we can talk later. Absolutely. Maybe um, maybe over dinner. Yeah, and so that sample, where can I find that? A little bit of a timeline. He walks out the back and he comes back with a small pint. He even gives you a list of the ingredients and how you would actually make that compound. And hands it off to you. Hey, thank you once again. This, this will be a great help and the little experiments that we're running and if we find out something else that works we'll let you know oh that'd be great yeah i appreciate your time yeah sam truly appreciate it no need to get in contact with us we'll get in contact with you Uh, uh, all right i mean you can contact us if you need to there's no reason No. no it's fine well we better get going gotta Head back oh. down to the office. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. Um, it was a pleasure to meet all of you, really. Yeah, nice to meet you. Oh, my name's Clara, by the way. I don't think I told you. Clara. That's a beautiful name. Oh, thanks. Well. All right, bye now. <laughs> uh, uh, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Uh I'm sorry, ma'am, I didn't catch your name. Oh, sorry, Bellamy. I was just watching everything happen. And I'm like looking at Edward and Clara and then Sam and then back to Edward and Clara. He's he's, he's already walking out the door with the sample. He's looks agitated. You have a great night, Sam. Thank you. Yep. Oh, bye now. Bye. And he closes the door behind you. So that was uh, an interesting interaction, Edward. Hey, guys. Uh, I don't mean to uh, delay this conversation, <laughs> uh, but Beatrice said to be mindful of people overhearing, so Clara... Ink stay oh. on the carnivals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Animal play. <laughs> I just, in, sorry, I, you're right. I was just thinking if he's an expert. But it was I a mean, really good point. But we'll talk about it at the lab. Yeah, there's something fishy going on. Yeah, he seemed really fishy. I mean, he was way too nice. No, he was very nice. Like, uh, he was just was flirting. Not hey, we're on a time schedule. We should probably get back. Um, we should maybe we should go to the hospital and, and talk to the eldest Kempthorne and mm-hmm. see if we can get any more information out of there. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, that's um be good to uh, meet the family. The Kimthorne family, yes. Yeah, let's go. You make it to the hospital. It's about 9.15. So, uh, should Claire and I stay out here? Or is it okay if we come with you guys? Wait, why? Why would it be okay for you guys to come with us? I I don't know. There was just, Um, you know, Sam was real nice. And maybe Alan's going to be real nice in his grief. I mean, I guess he was. He, he was very polite. He was helpful with the sample. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anytime there's like a lull in conversation, Bellamy is just very pointedly staring at Edward and staring at Clara. And I'm pointedly staring at my feet at this moment. I pull out my pocket watch and I'm looking at the time and be like... Oh, it's it's nine thirty. Um, okay. How about this? Um, how about y'all keep your voices down because this is a hospital. Sorry, Shush. Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. It's Hi. Not a library. Shush. You are. My name is Oprah. Oh, I, I, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I I do apologize. I don't mean to speak out loud like I was. Um, That's all right. Would you care for a minute? Absolutely. She gives you a mint. She goes, oh, here. Mint for everybody. You get a mint, you get a mint, you get a mint. Anyways, can I help you? Uh, yes. Um, we're looking for, uh, Mr. Kempthorne. Okay. She goes through this little clipboard. Mm, we don't have a patient named Kempthorne. Uh, no, sorry. He would be visiting... Uh, oh, a visitor. Yes. You're looking for a visitor. Yes, okay. And she f- picks out another clipboard. <clears throat> Diane Becker? Is that... Okay, now that... I think that was a patient. Are you looking for the patient? Well, he should be nearby. It, okay. Wait, that's what we were told. She switches anyways. clipboards, goes back to the patient clipboard. Becker, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, well, okay. What you're going to do is you're going to go. You're going to take the elevator to the fourth floor. You're going to exit. You're going to go to the right, and you're going to take the first left. Then you're going to take the second right. Go all the way down the hall, and she is in room eight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> fourth floor to the right. Take your first left. Take the second right. right. All the way down, roommate. All the way down, roommate. <sighs> got it. Got it. Thanks, Oprah. You're welcome. Come back anytime. I'm always ready to talk. Okay, thank you. Where are the elevators? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure you want to get to the elevator. Okay, what you're going to do is you're going to take a left. You're going to take a right. You're going to take a left. You're going to go up uh, two flights of stairs. To an elevator? No, no, is this a sign? <laughs> I'm sorry. 
That was not legit. I just really <laughs> wanted to say it. <laughs> Do we pass by a minotaur or? <laughs> it's just down down the hall to the left. Okay. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you, man. Just well, kidding. Guys, it's not. You do have to go up the two flights of stairs. Oh, wait. To get to what? the elevator. It's the worst design for a hospital. I mean, what if... But we make do. What if someone has a wheelchair? Just kidding. It's just down the left. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh you're <laughs> tricky. <laughs> you're a funny one. Thank you. That's why everyone likes me. Oh. Well, you know, there's a there's a vote coming up, and I'm thinking about running for mayor. Oh. Oh. Well, I haven't given it much thought, but you know, there's you're very nice hey, and honestly, genuine. You might want to do that. I'm just saying, you know, give people the opportunity to vote and choose who they want to lead our citizens. And what better person to lead the citizens of St. Paxton? Then your volunteer visitor registration person. Oh Oprah. my gosh, you're a volunteer yeah. as well. I'm yeah, bless I'm your heart. Wow, I've, thank you. Have you taken any leadership classes? Oh, I actually I created a school to develop young female leaders in the community. So, oh wow, oh that's great. Wow. That's it's free. So. Anyone can take it. Wow. I, I hope that you'll take advantage of it uh, one day. Yeah. But yeah I'm extremely rich. Oh. Well, Oprah, you have my vote. So if you run for mayor, uh, you could count uh, on me. I elbow <laughs> Edward in the rib. <sighs> Let's go find that elevator, shall we? Thank you very much for your help. You've been extremely helpful. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. And I start Have walking a great down day. the hall. <laughs> oh, and if you're at the library, check out my book list. So we enter the elevator and I'm like, Bellamy, why why did you elbow me? She has your vote. Yeah. Guess the who else more is people running, we have Edward? running, the right. less that'll vote for Harold. I am trying to split the vote so that we could get an advantage. Sure, sure. Encourage I'm, voting, but you don't have to tell her you're going to vote for her in front of Clara. You know Clara's running. Yes, Clara's button, right next Todd? to us. Why are we talking about her like she's not here? Look. That's I, the I'm, open I'm, button. You need to hit the close button. No. Open. Open. The Look, I, I'm sorry that I lied to Oprah, but I want to make sure that we get an edge against Harold. Look, I took a poli sci class once, okay? I know how these things work. Oh, and one so- class makes you an expert? <clears throat> Bells! <clears throat> Claire's still here. Bells! Claire's class does make her an expert. There is a difference. This yes, elevator is it was forever. just one class. Maybe but I'll get out on the next floor and take the stairs. I did very well on it. I was not the school president, but that doesn't mean I don't understand political science. And that's where we're going to call it. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> You're going to leave it there. That was oh. the best elevator ride I've ever been on. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, did you guys have a good time? Oh, God, oh, yes. it was so good. <laughs> Just the fact that you're like, taking one class doesn't make you. <laughs> I, but I, I was love, very good at it. I love the awkward tension between <laughs> Edward and Clara. You could like yeah. cut the tension with a knife. It's so awkward. It's torture and it's so good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Uh, this episode was produced and edited by Hiroshi, and the opening and closing theme was created by Rob Anderson. Find them on Twitter at MaybeHiroshi and at PotentiallyRob. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at TypicalVeronica, Mike is at OneGamingLane, Fred is at IThinkImFred, Steph is at StarletFirefly, and you can find me at DefinitelyStacy. As always, you can follow the show as CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekling shows, such as Random Encounters, Sayer, or You're a Wizard, Harry. What's up, creepers? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cthulhu and Friends. This is Fred, and I just wanted to jump in here real quick and say thank you to a couple of wonderful backers on Patreon who helped make the show possible. Derek Samples, Silly Hot Dog, and Keevan Effifa. You guys rock. Just want to say one of those names are fake. Thank you so much for your continued support for CAF. Stop asking me for names. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Never. <laughs> We're just trying to be polite. <laughs> Introducing ourselves. James Vanderbeek and Oprah is what we fucking get. <laughs> They're the NPCs we deserve. <laughs> <laughs>